0: One of the biggest issues we have right now is showing that value consistently, regardless of where you are. And to me, it's about where you are in the maturation cycle of your company. And it varies, right? It could be about onboarding. It could be about everboarding, consistent tools and, and such. It can be about leadership coaching. But at the end of the day, it's really about helping optimizing revenue by making sure that we can streamline and we get all of the tools and all of the programs, processes, platforms in place to make our sellers far more productive, faster. Welcome to the Making Sales Social podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back to Making Sales Social. We have such a special treat today. Roderick Jefferson is a friend of mine. We have presented in the same places. We've been connected since 2016. Uh, I follow him. He is the best-selling author of Sales Enablement. 3.0. 3.0. He's a keynote speaker and he's over 25 years uh around sales leadership and productivity. And he's going to talk to us today about sales enablement and AI. Hello, my
0: friend. Hello, Bren. Always good to catch up with you.
1: Oh, this is so this is such like this is fun, right? Like absolutely. this absolutely. When we're together, first of all, we can talk forever. There, there are yeah I really consider you I mean we've been connected for over seven years, but you know in the last you know since the pandemic even I feel closer and closer and I really I can't wait to see you uh, in person. Oh, both- I'm so
0: looking forward to being back in the same room together and and getting a and giving a big bear hug. I cannot wait.
1: Oh, I'm ready for that one for sure. So we're 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 I'm beyond excited. All that said, let's talk a little bit about, and I think this is the topic you may be talking about, right? AI and sales enablement. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So so first of all, for our listeners who may not know, share a little bit about what sales enablement is responsible for and what they do.
0: Sure. And, and you know, the interesting thing is I and I start my book this way, Brandon. That is if you ask 10 people what sales enablement means, you'll get 12 answers. <laughs> right, And look, none of them would be wrong, but at the same time, none would be specifically spot on. And that's, I think, one of the biggest issues we have right now is showing that value consistently regardless of where you are. And to me, it's about where you are in the maturation cycle of your company. And it varies, right? It could be about onboarding. It could be about everboarding, consistent tools and, and such. It can be about leadership coaching. But at the end of the day, it's really about helping optimizing revenue by making sure that we can streamline and we get all of the tools and all of the programs, processes, platforms in place to make our sellers far more productive, faster. That means accelerating speed to revenue, increasing productivity per head, and ultimately that we build customers for life.
1: Oh, I love that. Love that. Um, You have spoken about in the past, when you talk about tool stack and... You know all of the things that sales has kind of thrown on top of sales leadership has thrown on top of the sales folks, and it's not always the right stack. So talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that and how AI will fit.
0: Sure. Why don't we go back to the future first, right? Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the traditional um, tool stack. And, and I'm I call it demy- demystifying the the dark matter, if I can say it right. It's about aligning technology resources. And I think there are six categories, right, that must be in place um, previous to AI in order for companies to be successful. Things like learning and content management systems, the prospecting and sales reporting tools, the marketing automation tools, all of the plethora of communication tools, the sales and engagement platforms, and then finally the revenue intelligence tools. And while those are great, Think of it as a house that you're building. That is just the slab, right? Now you've got to put the framing, the black paper, the windows and all that. And to me, that's what AI does now. Gives us an opportunity to leverage the technology to increase sales efficiency and productivity. But look, let's not put in any misnomers out there. To me, I look at AI as a productivity tool no different than PowerPoint, Word, Excel. It's something that will make you more productive, right? And so I think when I look at it now from a productivity and efficiency perspective, I think about things like lead scoring, right? Let's go all the way back to the the beginning of the, the sales cycle and the buyer's journey. Let's get away from the sales cycle. Let's talk about the buyer's journey, right? All the way back, right, to streamlining that lead scoring. And that means being able to prioritize those leads based on, you know, likelihood to convert, allowing them to focus on their efforts. And then finally, what's going to turn into the most promising Mm opportunities. Next is around automating the mundane tasks that we're asking salespeople to do, Right. Right now, with with AI, we can automate those repetitive tools, things like you know data entry, appointment scheduling, follow up emails. That way, it frees up more time for the sales rep to focus on those what I call high value activities, right? Like building relationships with prospects and ultimately closing deals. Imagine that. The next is, and you know me, I'm about my analytics and not the smiley sheets and butts and seats, right? But what are we really doing to help move the needle? And that means providing uh, reps with real-time analytics and insights into their ongoing sales activities that'll help them then identify some of the areas where they can improve their performance and ultimately make data-driven decisions. The next is one that is not talked about nearly enough. And that is, and I'm going to stress the word, personalized sales coaching, right? And that means providing that personalized coaching to sales reps based on their individual strengths and weaknesses by a leader, not a manager, but a leader really analyzing those sales activities, things like emails, calls, meetings, interactivity. And also, I think that's the genesis of building that next level of leaders. And it may not be sales leaders, it may be leaders in general, broadly, they may want to go into product marketing, they may want to go into enablement. I think it's about that succession plan being wide enough to give them an opportunity to where they can utilize their skill sets best. Finally, it's about putting more efficiency into the sales process. You know, things like proposals, contracts, sales docs, all those things where reps today are spending more time doing than actually selling. We want them out there selling and having those conversations not giving presentations, but having those conversations, right? So we can help to streamline that sales process. We can help to reduce the time and help them ultimately close more deals. But besides that, I know nothing about how AI could help.
1: (laughs) So I think uh, that pretty much is how AI can help, but let's break it down. Sure. One of the areas that you help companies with is when they have a very long sales cycle.
0: Absolutely.
1: So how does AI shorten that cycle?
0: Well, you know, I think, it, again, let's go all the way back to the very beginning. It starts in the onboarding process, right? And, and that means that we can now get the right information to the right people at the right time via AI, whether it be, you know, personas, the competitive landscape pieces. It can help to condense that piece so that we're not trying to give them everything and and boil the ocean if you will right and then moving forward you can use ai to do things like you know role plays and i know of a, a team actually sit on their board and they actually do ai based role plays and what it does is depending upon how you answer it actually takes you down a different road in some mm. cases it'll actually take you down a rabbit hole so now it can give not only sales recommendations, but it gives you that role play scenario around discovering qualification, objection handling, et cetera. And get those things done in-house because if you're going to slip and fall, we're far more forgiving at home, right? So that's a couple of things. The other is around content generation, right? I mean, no, everyone knows about chat GPT. It's amazing that people think that's the only AI out there, but that I digress on this piece. You did
1: a great job of marketing.
0: <laughs> there it is. And, you know, now it's it's about using it to really streamline that value prop creation or personalized emails or, dare I say, and you're going to smile big, social media templates, right? So you can get consistency <laughs> and also clarity around messaging and positioning. And then the, the next piece to me is, you know, how do we use AI to collaborate more? That means the ability to share more best practices and capture those things like personal development. I said it earlier, succession plans, as well as the scoring and, and feeding or excuse me, feedback tabulation, which if you're an enablement, you know how long it used to take to do that, that scoring and that feedback tabulation piece. Right. Um, and then finally, sales templates, you know, generating that are um, ICP specific call scripts. Mm-hmm. Proposal templates, the old mutual success plans, sales as well as demo scripts. And then finally sales reporting that now leads into, as we were talking about briefly and just a while ago, around the metrics and measurements.
1: So I love that. And you know, one of the interesting things that I'm starting to see AI do around, let's say, sales scripts, mm-hmm. is that there is a standard script, but there are some variables fill in the blanks.
0: Absolutely
1: right maybe it's uh, add a link to the website of the person you're going to talk to mm-hmm. and then ai can customize the template based on the person you're going to be speaking to i with. love that right
0: wow. and the more we can feed them them being the, the sellers with qualitative and quantitative information i also think again going back to that that very beginning it also helps with a deeper level of prep as far as pre-call planning, right? Think about all the things that we used to have to go and find. It's now at your fingertips. And if you've got a streamlined process and you've got something that's scalable, repeatable, and automated, you're already ahead of the game. Now you can focus on selling. Or Let me step back. Helping. Helping. Solving. Absolutely. One of the biggest issues we have right now is showing that value consistently, regardless of where you are. And to me, it's about where you are in the maturation cycle of your company. And it varies, right? It could be about onboarding. It could be about everboarding, consistent tools and, and such. It can be about leadership coaching. But at the end of the day, it's really about helping, optimizing revenue by making sure that we can streamline and we get all of the tools and all of the programs, processes, platforms in place to make our sellers far more productive faster.
1: I love this. So talk to me a little bit. You are a keynote and people are reaching out to you now, I think more than ever before with the sales enablement and AI being the most most talked about topic right now. Mm -hmm. Talk about what sales leaders are coming to you with and say, this is the challenge we need solved. This is what we need you to speak about. What are
0: you hearing? It's around consistency and and driving deal velocity piece, right? How do we move that along? That's one piece. Second is Mm -hmm. how do we now tie all of our conversations back to the buyer's journey instead of trying to shoehorn them into our sales processes, methodology, et cetera. Right. And accelerating um, sales efficiency and productivity, i.e. how do you convert prospects into customers faster? Mm -hmm. I think there's kind of four things. One is the revenue acceleration. How do we accelerate speed to to revenue? Right. And Mm -hmm. where I look at it is it's about, we all know the ICP, right? Uh, Ideal Client Profile. It's about going back and looking at your IEP, your ideal employee profile, or your seller profile. Because if your company grows and matures, it changes, right? You may need to up-level that talent that you have. You may need to look at things differently. It may not be about going after the sellers from your competitors. It may be literally going to find people outside of your space, or your industry, that bring a deeper level of business acumen differently than where you before, than they were before, excuse me. The next is, around how can you help to increase um, revenue, but also renewal rates, right? That starts with consistent onboarding of, of your... Looking to up your LinkedIn game?
1: The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details.
0: Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in in now customers that are no longer prospects right it's about that deal velocity and it's about literally building rapport and relationship because no one wants to hear from my CSM 90 days before it's time to re-up and now you're suddenly my best friend no Mm -hmm. take that same level of caring that you had of your prospect and move that along but that also means not just kind of handed it off to a, a white lab coat. That's your CSM. Bring them in early as you're starting to close this and say, this is another person, a part of the team. I'm not going away, but this is going to be the person that's going to be your point. So I want to make sure that you're comfortable together. Here's another one that a lot of companies don't think about. And I want to talk to my marketing folks for a moment. Well, consistent messaging and positioning around how do you help your sales folks evangelize and become true sales professionals? And it starts with marketing and sales sitting down together and defining where we're trying to go and coming up with a clear, consistent nomenclature and conversation and language, if you will, that translates. And then finally, it's about communication, collaboration, then finally, orchestration. And I know it sounds marketing and cool, but at the end of the day, it's about building stronger partnerships across all of the different lines of business. To make sure that things are cohesive, consistent, and scalable, and everything flows back and points back to that buyer's journey.
1: That's so powerful. Thank you. Um. And I. And and yeah. I mean, I love alliteration, so I think <laughs> that, that's great. But I think, uh, I think that's absolutely vital, and I think that's probably something a lot of teams are have gaps in those areas. Now, one of the things that I hear in my world that I know you talk about with AI is lead prioritization. How do we take the leads that are coming in from the website or and, and identify use AI to identify who should we be spending the most time with?
0: Well, again, where I see AI as that tool that productivity tool, let's go mm-hmm. back to the human part first, right? And a lot of conversations I have with companies and it starts this way and I'll have marketing, I'll be sitting down and marketing says, no surprise. The old adage, we give sales all of these leads, but they don't do anything with them. What does sales say? We don't use any of your leads because they're garbage. Mm-hmm. Well, I think now it's about getting down to the root cause. And before you can put any technology, AI or other tools in place, the rule. And I think the value of enablement is that we are kind of the die the, purveyors of dialects and languages, right? And we speak both of their languages. So I'll ask marketing, has sales ever really defined what a sales qualified lead meet? Uh, no, sales, do you understand in their mind what a marketing qualified? Lead is? Oh, yeah, of course they do. Mm-hmm. Can you articulate it for me? Well, yeah, and it's re- usually not the same answer that I
1: got from marketing. They've been scored a certain number. They've been
0: scored, absolutely.
1: Because right, right.
0: they, and I hear it all the time, marketing thinks that it's a lead where it's actually just a contact, it's an opti. Well, let's go sit down at the table and let's define these pieces and let's put in not just the lead scoring piece, but but let's put some rules of engagement around this and what this really means so that when you're handing it off, it's been stamped and validated and now that means that it helps the, the these prospects move faster and closer towards us being able to help them. And until we do that, regardless of what tools you have, what technology you have, if that's where the root cause break is, you can't move forward, right? Mm-hmm. So let's assume now that that's fixed. Now what that does is opens up the opportunity to say, here's what we're looking for. Here's what we need. Here's what we don't need right? Just because you get a ton of things coming in, say you're you're doing a convention or a conference, everything that's going to come in doesn't fit, right? So once we both agree onto this, let's whittle it down. Now, when it does whittle it down, then all of those other pieces I was talking about earlier around lead scoring and all of that, that falls into play. But it's, a, it's no different than being a salesperson and doing a lot of pre-call planning. To me, that's what you're doing by sitting down with marketing sales. Sales, that's what you're doing with marketing right? And marketing transversely. Here, pre-call planning so that when this thing starts to move, it can take off like a snowball.
1: So interesting. So so prioritization and AI, just go one step deeper. How do we now take AI beyond the scoring, right? Because that's not AI. The scoring, mm-hmm. it's, it's collecting data. Certainly. What can AI do to help go beyond the scoring?
0: Well, I think after that scoring, now what AI can do is help to make sure that the right information is going to the right ICP at the right time in their language. Right. So that
1: okay, see where I'm going that. now.
0: So yeah. now I can say we've got the right case study, we've got the right white page. We've got the we're going to connect them with the right reference, right? Because that's still a, a, a real thing. And as they start moving into the different stages of the sales cycle, again, if it's tied back to the buyer's journey, now they should, keyword should, correlate and flow contiguously. Now it's what content do we get them? What asset do they need? What's the timing around it? What's the touch point? And ultimately, what does success look like in each one of those stages? That's where AI can help stream.
1: Okay, I got it. I mean, it's it's a lot.
0: It is a lot. Absolutely. So
1: so you know, you go into companies as a fractional sales enablement professional. Um, how do you assess what tools or what AI tools they should be using? Or I actually you have- start
0: with with what tools they have of the traditional level, mm-hmm. first of all. And then I. the next step is how are these working for you? How are they being utilized? And What's the success rate and criteria look like? The next piece is, and this is always one that that opens eyes, forget all the tools you have right now. Forget all the cool, sexy tools you've heard about from your friends and, and your, your compadres, right? Mm-hmm. If you had a whiteboard, and let's talk about outcomes, not tools, mm-hmm. what would you like to see more of? What would you like to see happen faster? And what pieces of this would you like to see pulled out of completely?
1: Oh, I love that. (laughs) Begin with the end in mind for real. Absolutely.
0: And don't talk about tools at all. Don't talk process, platforms, programs. How are you going to use it? No, no, no. At the end of the day, what does success look like? And what are these pieces that go into it? Then you can step back and go, great. Now I can see how all of these various tools can come into play. And there's a ton of them out there. And that's the other thing everything ain't for everybody right you may be in a place where you're not quite ready yet there there no you may be another place where you really need to get there yesterday Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so that's where i then start to leverage my ecosystem of partners to come in and say here's what you have here's where you can move on to it's kind of like you know crawl jog walk run right everybody can't go straight to running and no one. And, and I don't think you should go straight there. Right. Right. Because there are going to be bumps, which will in turn create soft spots and in some companies and also industries, it's going to create breaks. And I mean, because now you've got to shift your mindset along with your tool set. And that's mm-hmm. the harder piece sometimes. Right. And so the biggest thing we want to do is, and when I say we, I'm talking about myself and usually um, my direct contact, which is the sales leader. I say the one thing we have to learn to do is we've got to, you've got to help me kill. This is the way we've always done it because if we don't, Mm -hmm. they'll always want to kind of creep back over into the tool that they were comfortable with. If there's one thing that I learned coming out of COVID that I think was absolutely amazingly wonderful. It made all of us get comfortable with being uncomfortable.
1: Mm. Yeah. Coming out of your box or whatever that is was status quo so.
0: absolutely,
1: oh, this is great, okay, so Roderick, what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have?
0: um the one question oh, that's a good one um i I think the ah here's the big one. I keep hearing all the time enablement is training. how is enablement and training different right and especially as we start to move forward because AI actually fits into both of those buckets. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's an opportunity to fit it in, into a number of different pieces along the entire enablement, whether it be sales enablement, revenue enablement, go to market, whatever it may be. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to me, training is literally a part of enablement because to me, training is a sprint where enablement is a marathon. And I want to talk about from a waterfall perspective of where AI actually can touch every single one of these buckets. It's in talent acquisition and assessment, the obvious, right? With Mm -hmm. resumes and and such with so many people applying, it helps to, for better or for worse, it helps to narrow down to what your ICP is that you're looking for for that role. Mm -hmm. The next piece is onboarding and how that plays into completely different than the way we used to onboard which leads into everboarding, that continuing education piece of getting the right people, the right information at the right time. The next is content and learning management, asset management. It'll tell you at at a moment's notice what's working, what isn't working, what are your top 20, bottom 20, and what needs to be adjusted. And it also takes the the emotional piece out. When I'm talking to marketing, uh, product marketing, it's no more, I think, or I feel, or here's what I'm hearing. No, let's talk and talk with hardline facts and figures, right? And so if we're going to do that, let's utilize it across the entire span. The next is leadership coaching and reinforcement, right? No more peanut buttering out there, folks. It's literally about leading with empathy and humanity these days, as well as sharing. And when I say that, I'm talking about those old salty dogs that now need to learn something a different way. Get comfortable before you become a dinosaur is what I always tell them. The next is the metrics and measurements once we've talked about. And then finally, it's the succession planning. How are you using tools to literally start planning to create more leaders and less managers?
1: Oh my gosh. That's like a whole book in and of (laughs) itself. That's all. That may
0: be the next book right there.
1: Yeah, or maybe we'll do a podcast just on that.
0: I'd love to do that.
1: Oh my gosh. That's magic. It's fabulous. Oh, I wish we had more time, but uh, I learned so much. Uh, I'm excited to even go back and listen to this again, because you had so many golden nuggets. I'm like, I can't even remember. Usually I get one or two and there had to be 15 or 20 in there. (laughs)
0: Thank Uh,
1: you so much. uh, This is what
0: happens when we get together.
1: I know. But I'll tell you, there is no question for companies out there, for businesses out there, that have sales and marketing teams and don't have a sales enablement person to kind of toggle between them and ensure that, that they're not siloed anymore, right? To make sure that you've got that orchestrator of, of the both areas, I think, is critical. And what you do, I, I'll, I'll give you know, the plug, really, is if they don't have sales enablement, you don't need to hire a $250,000 employee with benefits to fit the role, you, there's Roderick is a fractional sales enablement leader. And I think it's enough for many companies that have 30, 40, 50 sales reps that need that. Um, you can really fit that in. Or, or I don't even know the size companies that you work with, but I would assume that's somewhere in your sweet spot.
0: It is definitely right in in the wheelhouse. Thank you very much
1: for that. So, you know, I'm going to say, and I don't typically do this in podcasts, but if you have, if you're struggling to get your team to adopt the new tools, to leverage the, the investments that you're making, and even start to use AI efficiently, just, just talk to Roderick. How can they get in in touch with you?
0: Thanks so much. Uh, As I always say, Bryn, if you can't find me on social, you're not really trying. So (laughs) on LinkedIn at at Roderick Jefferson can find me on uh, Twitter and on threads now at the voice of Rod. Yes. Uh, You can find me on Instagram. Pardon me?
1: Twitter is now X. They X, that's it. right.
0: As of yesterday. So now I've got to make my change on yeah. X right? or on threads. Either way, add the voice of Rod. You can find me on Instagram, Roderick underscore J underscore Associate or on my website at Roderickjefferson.com.
1: And I'm going to throw in, if you go to Roderick's profile on LinkedIn, there's a link to his link tree that has all those. Has it things. all right there. Has it all there. So go to his profile, Roderick. Jefferson, I think you're yes. the only one, yep. and uh, and connect. Thank you so much. Thank I you, my friend. you in person.
0: Oh, I can't wait.
1: And for the listeners out there, when you're out and about, don't forget to make your sales social. Don't
0: miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com/podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you
1: learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at LinkedInLibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple
0: Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, SocialSalesLink.com, for more information.